Hi, I am Ryan Walters, and you are tuning to Uncover Politics on anchor.fm slash rayon-walters, and it is a pleasure to have your company. Wherever you are listening from around the world, I am delighted to have you tune into the program, and if you are a first-time listener, welcome, and I am delighted to have your company. I want to also welcome my returning listeners to this podcast. This podcast is committed to providing you with a new experience, better understanding, and a microscopic view of politics in every sense imaginable. We are going to be discussing the political upheavals, tensions, success, and failures, and their impacts on our everyday lives from Europe, North, Central, and South America, Africa, Asia, and the Caribbean in just 10 minutes or less. For our second episode, we continue on the historic second impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump, which started in the U.S. Senate on Tuesday, February 9th, 2021. Now, we have approached, we're almost coming to an end of day four of the second historic impeachment trial. And if we can recall that on day one, both the House impeachment managers and Trump's defense attorneys, they presented their opening arguments that mainly surrounded the constitutionality of the impeachment of President Donald Trump. And in a nutshell, the argument of the constitutionality really surround, can it be applicable to someone who no longer occupies the office of president. Now, of course, we recall that the, the Senate voted in favor that the trial is constitutional. And so day two and day three, we heard some very compelling, riveting, and soul-searching arguments presented by the Democratic House Impeachment Managers, which really, 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 it really dug very deep and um, it caused a lot of unhease among the GOP senators and the, for those who have already decided where they are going to be putting their votes. Um, late last night, some GOP senators, um, they met with the Trump's defense attorneys. Of course, I, I think that was something that, from all doubt, very unethical. I think it's absolutely absurd, to say the least. But then this is not a criminal court because in this setting, the U.S. senators, they are the juriors. And you know that in a criminal court, the, the juriors are there to listen to arguments. They are there to listen to debates. They are there to, to see and hear the evidence and not to involve themselves with neither the proceedings from the defense or the prosecutors. However, because it is not a criminal trial, it is a matter of political maneuver, as I alluded to in episode one, then these GOP senators decided that they are going to be meeting with Trump's defense attorneys. And it is very unethical. It has already shown the world where they are intended to put their votes. So they met with them and from my sources, the Trump's defense attorneys were not so much comfortable 
with some of the recommendations that the GOP senators were giving them in terms of how they are to present their case. And um, we are almost at the end of day four, which is the first day of the, the Trump's defense team presenting their argument. Now, we listened to the arguments. You know, Trump's defense team equally had approximately 16 hours to present their case. From all indications, they are not going to be consuming all 16 hours. They are almost at the end of their deliberations, which lasted less than four hours. So they did not even use a quarter of the time that was allotted to them. And, you know, listening to their arguments, um, they did have their video clips, audio visual clips, and um, their case were mostly repetitious. You know, they had a very rhetorical um, presentation. Some of their clips run for like 10 minutes just replaying the same thing over and over and over. But the, the essence of these clips were to mislead um, the public that has tuned in as well as the senators. I believe that, you know, the evidence that they brought totally misconstrued um, the arguments brought by the Democrats. And I did not see, I did not hear, or can I clearly say that there were any clear attempt to challenge the concretized evidence brought by the Democrats to this impeachment trial. And so I think, you know, the intention of these defense lawyers were to repeat some, if not most, of the, the political nuances that former President Trump is known to do. And they really played to the needs of their client, President Trump, and as well as to repeat some of these bogus conspiracies these blatant lies and these outrageous and very landish comments concerning um, some of the clips that they use. There was a particular term or word that was used almost over extensively, and that is the word fight. Yes, Democrats in the past, they have used the word fight in many utterances. Some, in all honesty, were used out of context and were not fitting for the occasions that they had used them. And so basically, the fact that President Trump would incite violence or insurrection against the state by telling his supporters that they have to fight like hell, Trump's defense attorney, what they did was to get clips from Democrats, from, from right-wing media outlets, and from left-wing media outlets rather, and they run almost 10 minutes of various persons, senators, representatives, um, journalists who perhaps align themselves with democratic values and principles using the term fight, that was not in accordance with the case that the Democrats brought. And my reason for saying that is because when these terms fight were used, then we realized that um, there were no angry mob, there was no insurrection that followed. However, when Trump used the term fight, his supporters knew what he meant and they attacked the capital. So that was a, 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 a big issue in terms of this debate. And so, you know, at the end of it, it is almost impossible looking at it now that 17 Republican senators will 
vote along with the expected 50 Democrats to impeach the president. And so the president have already been impeached by the House of Representatives. Now the role of the Senate is to listen and if they agree that the case brought by the House warrants impeachment, then should they vote, you know, in the affirmative, then the president will be removed from office and is disqualified from holding future office. So, you know, this is really a trial on Donald Trump's future. And this is not a matter that will be taken to the Supreme Court. Um, this is not a criminal proceedings. It can only be litigated in the Senate and the senators will be making the decision. Now, this decision is based on conscience and not a matter of criminality. And so the 100 senators, they will determine from a conscience or should from their conscience determine if the case that is brought against um, former President Donald Trump reaches the level of impeachment and removal. And so, you know, we are, it is as if the end is already known, but we are just winding ourselves through this um, process that has to be done. <clears throat> so where we are now at the end, basically day four, is the question and answer. This is when both the defense attorneys and the, and the impeachment managers will be taking questions from the Senate. And so a lot of arguments, a lot of explanations and legal jargons will have to be put in play now. So we'll be giving you all the insights, we'll be giving you all the updates, we'll be breaking it down so you can understand exactly what is happening. I want to thank you for listening and we catch you on the next episode where we'll be discussing the question and answer sections.